0: Hello and welcome to this Deep Dive number two. My name is Curtis. And I'm Sum Warper. How's it going, dude? What are you up to? Uh,
1: you know, I've been uh, slowly moving things into the studio. Finally got my half stacks in. This is the first time I've had them in my studio in like eight years. So I might actually be miking an amp soon, which is kind of crazy.
0: It's old school. It's old school now. Yeah, uh, dude,
1: I, I, I get so sick of amp sims and... Um, Especially I'm trying to do a little bit more with distortion and things like that and amp sims just just I mean unless you got like uh, what is it axe effects and even then it still has there's just something a little off about it and you just don't get that air from putting a mic to a thing and I mean it's going to take it's going to be a learning process because I haven't mic'd up stuff in a long time but but we'll get there what about you that's fine what have you been up to.
0: I've been editing. Uh, I've been making videos, uh, trawling through the internet, trying to find uh, source material to use. I'm going to start live yes. streaming in the next couple of days. We're recording this on Sunday night. Um, I'm going to go put up, I think tomorrow night, uh, Monday evening. I'm going to go live for the first time and kind of stood it out. been watching, I was watching Jupiter on, when was it? Thursday, maybe it Thursday, maybe Wednesday. I can't remember. Um, and he was having so much fun with it and i was just like you know what it's time it's time to kind of put the anxiety in a box and just kind of get on with it you know so i was cutting up all the videos uh, i'm making like kind of little transition pieces and stuff in between you know um, uh, yeah so that's, that's basically been my day it's kind of kind of nice
1: that's awesome yeah that's now i have two people that are inspiring me to to get in gear and start doing um live streams cuz it's been on my mind for a while but you know i'm uh, it's like the anxiety of the mistakes and the unknowns of how to do everything, it just kind of keeps me back. But uh, I want to get into it soon too, so I, I want to see yours and uh, get inspired.
0: Well, <laughs> be, I'll be going up, I'll put it up on the Discord tomorrow. I think it's gonna be like a little kind of a what do we say? What's the phrase? It's gonna be a troubleshooting, making sure I can hear everything, making sure everything's coming through. As far as I can tell, everything is fine and in place and ready to go. Um, I just again, 90% of doing something is just doing it, so I'm just yeah, gonna put it out, up. see what happens. Definitely. This week, we are putting on our marketing hat as we talk about release promotion or and promotion in general, really.
1: Yeah, music promotion, we can call it.
0: Yeah, music promotion. That's probably the best way that you could describe it, mate. Yeah. We got there. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. I'm glad yeah, you're here. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're t- going to take it in three stages. We're going to be having a look, firstly, at the dreaded social media marketing.
1: Oh, <sighs> ah, yes.
0: Um, uh, that lovely old thing that we love to do. Um, and then we're having a look at radio. And then we're going to finally tail it off with talk about press kits, which is kind of more your domain, I think. Um, although I'm learning. I'm learning slowly.
1: Well, I, I hope to illuminate your path.
0: <laughs> you always do, brother. You always do. <laughs> um, should we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you kick off with uh, social media? Because I always come to you as the hashtag guru. And uh, <laughs> you just recently inspired me to uh, take a second look at business and creator settings for Instagram because I was sticking with the personal because Facebook burned me with the pages. Facebook burned me with the... Facebook pages and limiting exposure. So I always thought, oh, I'll just keep a personal one because, you know, then they just think it's personal. But I was watching some other video after a lot of our chats where they were saying, hey, if you're using a personal and you're promoting and putting links and stuff, Instagram will see that, you know, the algorithm and they'll still limit your exposure. And so I I just recently switched to creator and I have noticed a little uptick.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's good for that own right. Like the analytics, I switched to creative or business, then I switched to creative uh, because of the analytics and the like judging when, when, when people are online, when people are going to find your stuff, that kind of thing. Recently, Instagram has split a business account and a creator account. Um, obviously for us, creator kind of goes the right way. Um... For other things as business account they have th- there's there's very little in between them i think it's well i think, I think the
1: it, business is a little more for you know the brick and mortar type things because mm-hmm. you can put an address and things of that sort
0: well this is it like me and ash put for uh, me and ash have a business account for us handmade and then i've got a creator account for curtis that kind mm-hmm. of thing um and that kind of that kind of works pretty well you can link things like shopify to that but again that doesn't really interest us here today for this particular discussion. Um, the nuts and bolts of it is consistency. That is kind of what it comes down to. Um, you can post and you can do whatever. You can choose to do carousels and reels and whatnot. But if you're not doing it consistently, I have found anyway in my short, my, my short experience of this is that you're just going to get hurt because you get buried because you're not valuable in inverted yeah. commas to the algorithms.
1: And to further that though, I even just in switching to creator, Um, It said at the top, the whole first week, it was like, you need to do these three things to get better insights and more reach on your posts. So they were saying, hey, if you don't post, one of the things was post three times the first week that you've made a creator account. So they were saying, if you don't post three times, we will lessen your exposure and your reach
0: Hmm. because you've got to make it worth their while like they want they they want yeah their their job their instagram's job is to keep people on instagram scrolling clicking and liking and if you show that you are there to give them the content for people to like they'll boost your stuff you know that kind of thing yeah and um, there are negative sides of that there is issues that come around with that just some. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's It's awful. It's, a, it's awful. But it is. It. I mean, if you can get into a rhythm with it where you kind of just push your way through and you can kind of like sync your stuff up.
1: Yeah. One thing that I tried to do with that is um, have like a variety and a schedule of it. So on Tuesdays, I like to post uh, a video of, you know, like nature shots or something. Wednesdays, I'll do a performance video. And then Fridays or Saturdays, I'll either announce something that's coming up, I'll put that up, or just anything, even photos like of walking around, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's well, this you bring up an interesting point, uh, lifestyle. A lot of people think that because we have creator accounts and because we're musicians, that we have to only post things like gear and performance and stuff like that. Like, I mean, people at the end of the day, if you want to gain a following, people are going to fall in love with your personality. Yeah. And the, the idea that I only play with synths is, it's, I mean, it's quite true, but I also, there's other Especially things. Especially in the last like, few months. I mean, what else uh, can exactly. you do? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, There are other things that people like to do and there's stuff that, you know, we are well-rounded individuals and humans and people fall in love with that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I and, think people
1: want to see people, yeah. plain and simple, people you know, like, people. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, as Dope said, people are people and people want to see that, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it was Dope, but anyway, if I can see. <laughs> as
1: someone there. said.
0: As someone said. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the, yeah. So the, uh, the lifestyle photos go really well. For example, on yesterday was mine and Ash's anniversary. And nice, I just put, thank you very much indeed. Um, and so I just put some po- photos up of me and her and Steve, and Steve. obviously. I was,
1: I was going to say, I was a little worried there for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and through posts uh, on you
1: and Steve's anniversary?
0: Um, well, I don't actually know when Steve came into my life. Um, I don't pay Dude, attention Steve's to Steve. Steve's going
1: to be pissed
0: well he's always pissed <laughs> <laughs> unless
1: he's looking out the window right cat tv this is true this is true it's true um but yeah
0: so um and that has got some some of the biggest con- biggest reach so to speak that i've had in, for a long time i slowed down over christmas um for obvious reasons but then you come back and these lifestyle photos people really fall in love with because then once those people like your post who probably wouldn't like it before if you're more niche ie gear or jams those people in the future will see those future posts and so lifestyle photos are a great way of gaining more traction through your kind of instagram feed yeah it's another way of opening your reach one thing that i have found in my adventures with this because everything's experimentation
1: And nothing's ever set in stone with these companies because they're always changing the algorithm and what they want to see.
0: Yeah. Um, But what I've just found is that when you take a break after a long period, so uh, then when you come back, the reach is even further. So I generally stop posting after a release. Um, After I've released and after, after the watershed moment of the release, I kind of stop for a couple of weeks.
1: Are you still doing
0: stories? I still do stories, but then when I, when I go back and do a feed post later on, I get a bunch of interaction on it. Um, and I think that is seen. That's kind of a boost. Again, I think the algorithms are seeing your previous history and then are saying, Hey, this guy's back. People like that. Let's put him to the, put him where he wants to be. That's interesting.
1: Cause like anecdotally on my own, I, I when I moved, I took a week or two off. And when I started posting again, I noticed this was of course, before I was a creator thing. This was a personal, but I noticed a massive drop in views and likes. Ah. On Instagram, on Twitter it, it didn't didn't matter, but on Instagram. And we've That's mostly covered Instagram, but uh, I mean, I feel like they're they're different beasts, but they're very similar in terms of like posting. And you really just want to I think Twitter's a little more about building a network and talking to people, mm. whereas Instagram's more about curating a really interesting feed.
0: But, it's where you sell it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, your, it's the branding of your image, I suppose. Um, yeah. It's the it's the, the like you say. The, the Twitter is the community. The Twitter is your network, and then you have yeah. the um, and then you have Instagram and stuff. That's where your quote unquote consumers are, I suppose you could say. Yeah. And that's who you that's who you're playing to.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also important to remember that social media is not the end all be all. I remember reading something about somebody who had millions of followers, but they couldn't sell more than 30 t-shirts. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, you can have big reach, but if it's not converting into actual supporters, you know, you may be wasting your time.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Jupiter said it really well. I I think I've mentioned this before, but Jupiter hit the nail on the head when we spoke to him.
1: As he often does.
0: As he often does. Um, Starting conversations. Starting, yeah. dropping into the DMs, dropping people a message, a personal message. It's great because not only are you building those connections, as we already spoke about in the roundup from last week or two weeks ago now, um, but the algorithms see you as starting conversations and see you as That's true uh, keeping people on the platform. So the mm-hmm. algorithms go, oh, that person keeps people online for longer. Okay, I'm going to keep yeah. their feed up.
1: And just to distance a little bit from playing to the algorithm too, it also humanizes, which I think is a bit of a blow to social media, but it in a good way, you want to remember that there's people on the other end of everything, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone liking yourself as a person. It's not just like a feed and an algorithm that's just getting you things. So it's, I really like that about Jupiter's uh, idea because it really humanizes everything and puts into perspective, like, Yeah. I want to talk to these people.
0: Yeah, exactly. You want, to, you want to build up, you want to build a network and be friendly with people, that kind of thing. Uh, as one final point, which I think a few people have missed is hashtags in stories on Instagram. Yeah, I um, always
1: neglect to do that. You always yell at me yeah.
0: about it. Uh, wow, well, well, We have to see. The, um, it, it's, I find it useful. Consistency useful. Don't forget, people don't tend to click and interact for about 12 kind of clicks, 12 times they see it. It takes about 12 times for people to see it psychologically.
1: For the hashtags on stories, are you hiding them or do you put them pretty overtly?
0: Depends if I can be bothered. Uh, if if <laughs> really like... Sometimes I do, sometimes I Sometimes I really like squash him down really small and make him the same color as something else and do that. Other times it's like half 11 at night and I want to go to bed and I just kind of want to, you know, i put it in and just kind of get it done, just put it there. Um, it depends on the aesthetic. If you want people to focus on the aesthetic of some pretty video that you're doing, I usually squash it. If I'm reposting someone else's story, for example, I'll just tend to put the hashtags um, that's up to you. It does make a difference, really.
1: Why don't we move over to submitting to radio? Because I think a lot of these things in terms of networking and talking have some importance or a lot of importance, really, in
0: radio. Mm-hmm, of course. And uh, for this, we actually have uh, some input from someone with much more experience than us in this kind of frame of mind.
1: Yeah, AMC from the New Seeds Radio Show, a monthly show dedicated to electronic and electronically influenced music on Bloop London, sent us a message with some information to consider when submitting to radio.
2: Hey, AMC here. Thanks for inviting me to talk about this interesting topic for sure. I suppose my anecdotes or feedback is based on how I have gone around getting involved with artists to contribute to New Seeds or other projects that obviously I've been running. So I think it's relatable and transferable. So I hope this is useful. So there are, I suppose, three things that leap out to me in terms of engaging with artists, DJs, and to be honest, people in general, right, in life, particularly at the moment when we've got to do everything remotely, pretty much. So number one is really think about who you're talking with or who you want to engage with just sending out blanket spam to hundreds of people with a kind of generic email. I mean, we all receive them from various marketing firms. And I'm pretty sure what you do with them is similar to me, which is they just go straight in the bin. I'm not interested. I'm only interested really, in people who have some sort of engaging quality. And to that, think about who your audience is. So don't just send the generic spam. Actually think about who do you want or who would you like to listen to your music based on things like uh, similarities or interests that you both share or you think you both might share. So think about that. Really think about who your audience is. That's number one. Be nice. It, just don't be an arsehole. It's pretty it's, it's really simple, but even in the way that you can write an email, you know, be engaging be genuine and be humble about it. Don't need anybody bragging about how fantastic their music is. I'll be the judge of that in the same way that you'll be the judge of that as well. So just, you know, be authentic, be humble, be nice. And the other one really is just cut the bullshit. So so it kind of goes towards a bit about the tone, but really, you know, if you want to engage with somebody, don't just get straight to the point, but don't waffle on about it. If you've got, somebody who or a station or an artist a DJ or someone else you want to connect with keep it real don't talk a lot of old cobblers it sounds easy just to kind of fluff it up you know make it bigger than it is just just say what it is and but also reflect on those other two things I was talking about and make it engaging somehow so for example if I'm looking for an artist to contribute towards new seeds it's because I like their music simple as that there's no other reason for it I'm not doing it because I want somebody to bring me kudos or anything like that it's because I generally like the music and based on that and the conversation I can have with them without coming across as too much of a fanboy hopefully there'll be some sort of connection sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but more often than not it does and you'll be surprised then if you're humble nice and just yourself and authentic, you can usually strike up a good conversation. You're not going to be best buddies if you are. That's an added bonus. But it does mean you start to engage. And through that engagement, of course, who knows what that could bring. So in summary, be genuine. Cut the bullshit. Think about who you want actually to listen to, Margit. So really, really target, really think deeply about who you want or who you'd like to collaborate or have engagement with and then just be nice. I think that was three things. It's probably a bit more than that. So I hope this is useful. Good luck what you do. And until next time.
0: I love the power of three. Power of three always makes any argument always more appealing to me. It's always good. Um, Very true. He's complete, He's completely right. Completely right. Um, it's, it's easy to forget that, again, we'll say it again, easy to forget that on the other end of that email is another human being who is probably just as passionate about music as you are. So instead of just sending out a mass email to everyone, find out who you're emailing, you know, do your research. It's, it's a fantastic way to make a connection.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the whole idea of, you know, being nice and personalize your message is really important. And I think it's important to remember, too, that with the internet and when you're typing something out, it can be read in a different mindset than you intended it to be written you know, because somebody's day could be bad or something. So I remember in school, somebody had said, always write texts and emails one tone or like emotion level higher than you intend it to be. So if you want it to be read neutral, write it kind of like excited and happy and very nice. So, you know, if you say, hey, I love your show. Uh, I really like, you know, do your research, listen to the show, make sure you're a fit and Comment about it. Be like, I really like your show. You know, I'm, I'm inspired or influenced by these artists that are similar to what you play, something like that, and then go into it.
0: To add to that, I'd say share and support.
1: I mean, especially if you're trying to make a connection long term with someone, you know, showing your support, showing that you actually listen to the show, commenting on their episodes or in their live streams, it's, it's important and it goes a long way.
0: Yeah, it does, and it's yeah. These, especially in our world, these broadcasting places are relying on people supporting through tweets and retweets and posts and reposts, etc. It's their lifeblood, you know. Um, and so do your bit, do your bit, give more than you take, and that will help foster not only a relationship but a decent foothold in a broadcasting arena.
1: Yeah, and it also helps if you can. Become a part of their community. You know, you can build friendships with other artists and other people that listen to that show, and maybe you can start collabing with people, or uh, you know, just expand your network of who you talk to and things like that.
0: He uh, touched on a very interesting point there. Uh, do your research to know who you're talking about. Um, like I said, the there is a human at the other end of that email address. There is a person with dreams and hopes and aspirations just as your own. And it's good to know that, you know. And then from that, find out who they are and what they do and speak to them as a human. Um,
1: yeah, and and not only that, but you want to make sure that you're a fit for the radio show, you know, that you, hmm. you listen to the show and you know, yeah, okay, I think my music could make it in this. And uh, it never hurts in your message, too, to talk about Or to mention the artist you're influenced by, especially if the radio either plays them or plays artists that are similar to them. Or you could always, like, if you found them because an artist you're friends with or that you follow was on that show, like sometimes I like to start emails with, like, hey, I found your show through you playing this artist. And then go from there, say, oh, yeah, I'm influenced by them or I'm good friends. We make similar music, you know, or I, we're, you know, we make similar music. You know, if you're not friends, whatever. Uh, and go from there.
0: It's uh, very good. I'll add to that. The like Alice has said, the balance though. They don't want your life story. They don't want your gear. They don't want in the humble beginning. Yeah, you only
1: need to put a sentence.
0: Yeah, it's just a sentence. I
1: found you from you know you playing this artist. Uh, I make similar music. Here's my stuff. Let me know what you think. You know you, you can exactly. you can keep it nice and short, like he says.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, you gotta be. You gotta be. Uh, I remember when I did uh, the copy for periapsis and i did that i just copied and pasted a hundred times an email to about a hundred and 150 different radio stations across the united states and the uk didn't hear back from a single one of them
1: yeah and i think that's the other thing to remember is that uh even if you do write personal messages, uh, unlike that, which that's a big no-no. Why didn't you tell me that from the get-go? I would have stopped you. <laughs> but I, I think it's important to remember no matter what. And this carries on to even if you're submitting on Twitter, SubmitHub, soundplate, anything, not just radio, playlist, whatever. There will be times that you get no response and there will be times that you get denied or rejected. And that's just the way it goes. Fine. Yeah, you're not going to totally fit fine. in everything and and it just goes back to you're dealing with someone who has opinions, um likes, dislikes that you don't know or that that aren't yours. And so you're sometimes you're just not the right fit.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um on a similar vein, uh let's move along to press kits. Yes, this
1: ties kits. in nicely with uh, submitting to radio because you always want to give a press kit uh so that you don't have to write your life story in the email. You can just say, here's a link to the press kit about the song and about the the artist. Because yeah, like AMC says, you don't wanna put a long drawn out email. So you can have everything in this little press kit that's like a Google Drive file or Dropbox or anything.
0: I tend to put the first paragraph of the introduction of what I'm actually promoting in an email and say a link to the full press kit can be found by this link yeah and that link is in is in the google drive
1: yeah, I mean sometimes when I like release a song or an album, I do like to put a quick blurb like an elevator pitch or one sentence thing in the actual email, uh, just so there's a little quick bit to grab the person uh, and then mm. if they want to learn more, I have the press kit
0: mm. um, I always find that the I mean, layout is layout, and layout changes. As an Adam said in, when we spoke to Adam from Bad Back Records, Records, yeah. there's plenty of press kit uh, templates online that you can have a look at. Yeah, um, and I think he's even given them out a couple of times. If I, maybe I'm misremembering that, but I think he's given them out. I think he out put out it a on a the Discord. Okay, um, that's where, where I'm seeing it. And it is, I mean, it's, it's nice, it's handy. Um, one thing I'd say is treat it the same as the CV. On that note, though, one one thing I will say, one thing me and you have disagreed on before is the flamboyancy of language. Now, we sit in two different rails about this. I know you like your imagery. I I know you like your... You love your... And I I do, too. You do imagery really, really nicely. Um, But it's not always the case that we're emailing and messaging people whose English is their first language. Um, With flamboyancy of language, you lose the message. And that
1: is why you research who you're submitting to, and then you cater to it. Exactly. But yeah, I, I, I do typically like to use a lot of imagery just because I like to have uh, a mental image that's created when you read it. I mean, that's what I hope, at least. I'm not saying that it happens, yeah, but yeah. you know, that's, that's the point of imagery, I guess. So <laughs> yeah,
0: Completely, completely. I'm all for, I'm all for imagery. Um, again, I suppose, yeah. that comes But in no, you're totally right. You have,
1: to, you have to research, and then you have to go from there. Uh, you know, if mm. if, yeah, and it just it all depends who you're submitting to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and you got to you got to keep it concise, as as Alice has said. You got to keep it concise, keep it to the point, and happy have, have fun with it. It's about striking that balance.
1: Yeah. Now let's just go over a little bit like our press kits and um how we do it. So why don't you start with how you do your press kit? Well,
0: I've got uh. Just in front of me now, I've got the press kit from when me and Spectre did Psychonautic back in November, October, November. Um, so at the very top, um, got uh, got our photos on the left and right. Um, and I put Spectre on the left because he was the primary he was the primary artist on this one. Um, and then underneath it, just a small blurb, small paragraph about Psychonautic itself, about what it does, what it is. Um and then from that, I've put the links. Now, I tend to embed the links under the text as opposed to just have links. I just think they look, I just, I think they look messy, I suppose. Um, I embed them in text, so you get the blue text with the line underneath, mm-hmm. so you can click on it, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, you go uh, the project itself, nice big bold when it's being released. You've got links to it, and then your various about your artists, um, followed lastly by the artwork for the album itself. All on one page, all on one page.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, mine is very similar. Um, I, I, I don't always stick to one page, but I like to have like at the top uh, in bold, you know, like Sun Warper announces a new single or new album and then put the name. And then I have a press photo and then... <laughs> In bold, but smaller under that is a quick like micro bio and micro about the album. Also putting the influences of the song, like influenced by Boards of Canada and Tycho for this song. Um, And then under that, I have the links for several websites like Spotify, Bandcamp and SoundCloud. I like to put the links there just because sometimes I feel like you could miss if you have it in the text just in case. You could always use... So, disagree here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the good. beauty of it, to have it a little good. difference. You can yeah. always do, um, like, a Bitly or, or a smaller one if you don't like the or big, Linktree. messy link. Well, no, Linktree would have multiple in one. I, I, li- I still like to separate, like, Spotify and then put a link, then Bandcamp, just, okay. just so people... You don't want to make someone click a million things if they just want mm-hmm. one thing. You want it there, especially for a press kit. Like, if someone wants to SoundCloud you don't want to put it through two links just in case you never know people are busy they may not have the time so if you don't like the big links but you also don't want to put it in the text like curtis does you could always do a bitly or one of those shortening ones and then after that i have about the artist then about the single or the album and then i put social media at the end
0: well i mean it's it's a it's a growing thing i think the as in it's a it's a thing of evolution i think yeah. as you do more releases you kind of work out your mistakes from the previous releases and then you can build on that one you know yeah. um and so it's a continuous evolution um in that front and so yeah but i mean having them is very important i think it also brings that sense of legitimacy to your uh, to your it's the business side of your art it it shows that you take it seriously it shows that you know how to quote, unquote, I'm going to hate this, but play the game. And you can kind of uh, take it seriously, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And it never hurts to make sure that you have an up-to-date bio, a nice uh, description of the album or the single. Like all of that stuff works. And you can use that stuff in social media posts, especially about the single or about the album. Like album descriptions you can use when you're posting about it. So all of these things can tie together. Like everything we're talking about, social media, submitting to radio, making a press kit, they all work together.
0: It's all marketing. It's all marketing. Exactly. There's there's plenty of gurus who will tell you uh, online how to do these things. Um, And I mean, me and you are are hardly gurus.
1: You just find what works for you, though. And you you can listen to what they say, try it, and then refine it, just like you said earlier. It's all just it's always growing and evolving. So you just, you try something, what works, you keep, and then you change what doesn't work.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a very good note. It's a very fantastic note to kind of end this kind of discussion on, Sunwoofer, very nice. So on that note, uh, we'll look forward to where we're going. Next week, we have the seventh radio broadcast, as well as another episode of Lightspeed.
1: Yeah, Uh, we just started a new segment uh, called Lightspeed, and it's a fun little way of, Bringing our Discord community into the podcast where we take questions and things like that and discuss it within 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's like quick fire. You know, it's it's the podcast for the ADHD generation. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, we're all on it. We're all on it. Um, So, it's going to be a good week. If uh, you want to get in on the conversation, Drop us a message uh, and we can uh, send you a link to the Discord channel. It'd be wonderful to have you inside.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll have new episodes of the Audionautic podcast and the radio on Wednesdays at 1800 UTC. And you can join us on Sundays at the same time for our new Lightspeed episodes.